Hello and welcome to episode 107 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host Bob Fallon and with me is Casey Brady. This week we're going to take a look at Fury, starring Brad Pitt. Our top five will be based off of our favorite war films. And for the Movie Club segment, we are switching it around. <laughs> this week, Bob is going to review another movie I recommended to him called Matinee. Yes. And you'll review Amelie next week. Yes. But how was your week? It was pretty good. Watched the Super Bowl. Did you? Yes. Did. Surprised by the play call. Everyone else seems Probably, to be. with the stakes on the line, the worst call in NFL history. Uh, it depends on how you look at it. I, I see. <laughs> From the Patriots' point of view, <laughs> it, it was, was the greatest. It almost makes it seem like it was it thrown. Was it purposely done? I don't. Well, it was so. thrown. <laughs> yeah, I, I get um, it. I just I know everyone's beat it to death, but if you're going to throw it, throw it in the corner of the end zone or a, a spot where it's not likely to be picked off. Why would you throw it in all that traffic? Yeah, um, it was a great play though that that cornerback made. I don't. Was it set up like it was? They were quick pretend- slant. Were they pretending it wasn't it to be even a play action? Oh no, no, just straight drop. Because I thought, I mean, if they did a play action, I'd be like, okay, that's understandable. Yeah. Because the obvious thing is to run, so do the not obvious thing. Um, so I was fine with them actually throwing it, but if it was obvious, because I don't remember, it was just bizarre though. I was just in shock because it came right after this amazing or, lucky bounce catch. Really, Russell Wilson should have just ran it in. Yeah, that's what he's so good at, yeah. but. Did you watch any of the commercials? No. You didn't I don't really any? remember too much. There's some from Sunday. So. <laughs> <laughs> some uh, movie previews. You had Jurassic World, Terminator Genesis. I did watch Jurassic World and that looked actually pretty good. I thought it was looked pretty cool. I I have no hopes for that film, but the trailer made me at least think it could wow, be fun. It, it could be good. Yeah. It could be. Pterodactyls looks awesome. Yeah. And I still don't think it is. Everyone forgets that there was a Jurassic Park 3, which was so god-awful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. It was so It was bad. just Jurassic Park 4. It's not like <laughs> the one. Ted 2 had a preview? I didn't see that. I didn't like Ted 1 that much. Yeah. So, no. I mean, it looked like more of the same. Uh, Pitch Perfect 2 had a preview. Ooh. I did like the first one surprisingly. Did you? Didn't love it. Sure you did. <laughs> but you had this biggest smile on your face like you loved it more than anything. Yeah. I don't know. I was disappointed in overall in the previews. Terminator looked awful. The new one. I feel like I did see that one. Um I don't know. It just seemed like all the movies that oh, I, I did, wasn't yeah. anticipating. Yeah, with uh like a CGI younger version. Yeah, and then the uh, old Arnold. Yeah. What about the halftime show? I don't. I didn't see any of it. You didn't? No. You left the room. I was in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> no more. <laughs> Not well. <laughs> I uh, I thought it was pretty good. I saw a lot of people hating on Katy Perry, but it was a spectacle. At I least it was entertaining. What's any of her main songs? Let me sing them all. Uh, <laughs> she has "I Kissed a Girl" and I liked it. Roar. <laughs> You're going to hear me roar. <laughs> the music 
It was all lipstick <laughs> and <laughs> what? What? <laughs> all those classics. But it was just. It was. I hate when it's just like an old person band. It's just sitting on stage and they sing three or four songs. Like I feel like I miss the days when. Janet Jackson was exposing her breast to the world and the spectacle of it so all. So what was Katy Perry then? Oh, she just came out on this giant mechanical so lion. I mean, yeah, it was fun you'd spectacle. Rather, you'd rather have that than yeah, Bruce he, Springsteen. Yes. Well, first of all, I hate Bruce Springsteen. I think he's the most overrated musician in the world. Uh, what? But even a decent or good band, I'd rather see a, a not as good but a, a spectacle. Right. Just for the halftime show, because it's like, go big or go home. No, I don't know. I, like, I I do understand your point of view, but at the same time, I want to hear music I like. And it's not, the one exception was when Paul McCartney did it, because I love the Beatles and Paul McCartney, and yeah. that was awesome. But uh, Like, at the Rolling Stones, I hated. Prince, no, I the hated. The Rolling Stones was terrible. Um, what, it was like Tom Petty? That was terrible. I don't think it was that bad. Um... Red Hot Chili Peppers last year, I didn't like. Yeah. At least this one was kind of memorable imagery. I don't know. Well, I mean, what's a really good halftime show? I don't think there really is a good halftime show anymore. Lady Gaga. Mm, no. Maybe Adele. Just have Adele black out the whole thing. Yeah. Have everyone have a you know lighter and just have Adele sing. To me, that would be pretty cool. I like her music. Yeah. It'd be like the... Paul McCartney style. Well, that's all I got. Let's get on to movies. I'm sure that's what people tune in to hear is uh, the Super Bowl talk. Yeah. So Fury, Fury. Jinx, owe me two cooks. Um, <laughs> oh. So Fury, I for me, I really wasn't looking forward to this film at all. Um, I was just thinking it's going to be not like Inglorious Bastards, but because that's uh, such a well-known role of his, no matter what it was going to feel like it, I uh, feel like he was, just, he was just going to be placed, he was going to be the Inglorious Bastards character placed in another film or something like that. Even if he didn't act that same way, it was going to feel like it to the audience. Um, I'm also not the biggest war uh, film fanatic, so... I don't know. I, w I just wasn't looking forward to it. I, did, I thought it was just going to be all flash and no substance. Okay. I was looking forward to it. I think it was my number five most anticipated movie of the fall. Love Brad Pitt. If this was Inglorious Bastards Part 2, I would have creamed my pants because I love that movie. I liked the, the trailer. I thought it was good. I liked this director. He did uh, End of Watch. And a couple other movies that I liked enough. And I, I tend to like war movies. I think there's a lot of good ones. But maybe that's just because there's so many that there's bound to be really good ones. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But there are plenty of them out there. I do think war the war genre has less bad movies than other, one, than other genres. Right. I think a lot of them are middle of the road. The action kind of allows you to enjoy them more so um, than other films. But I don't think they ever... Not ever. I don't think a lot of them break through j that stereotype of just being this action type of gun yeah, yeah. blasting away. I can see where you're coming from thing. with that. Yeah. yeah. But it is a World War Two movie. 
about the this brigade of tanks, right? That uh, they're, the war is basically over, but Hitler hasn't surrendered, so they're just trying to keep pushing them back, pushing them back. They started in Africa, and now they've made their way all the way into Germany. Yep, uh, and so you have this group of tanks um, basically trying to get to this crossroads and hold the crossroads to stop any more German troops from going across um, and stopping their path. It would pretty much guarantee a victory uh, in doing so. But there is a big problem. You have the German tanks that are so much more... Uh, advanced. Advanced uh, in, so, in the armor, in, the, the ter in terms of the gun like power that they had, um, the maneuverability of them, almost everything. Now, the maneuverability in the movie isn't shown, but... Um, they're so advanced in so many ways uh, that the American tanks have a very hard time. Yeah. And it's just basically the movie shows just the hardships of war in general, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Were, were you pleasantly surprised? Extremely surprised. Extremely. I mean, I was... You enjoyed I, it. I was pretty shocked that I hated it this much. For real? Yeah. You hated it? Yeah. No, I don't believe you. It was crap. There's it was no exactly what I thought it was, but probably worse. I loved it. Did you? I really, really liked it. It was exactly what I thought it would be. I'm just kidding. I loved it. Okay. I really did. I had um, to think you were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really good. There was a lot of substance <clears throat> to it. Um, at times, a little too, like, too much, too much drama. Like, they were trying to go for too much. Um but for the most part it's a very very good film um there is a perfect mixture of your action but it's not just action there's a meaning behind yes, it yes you feel the weight um, of everything you 100% do i mean there my probably my favorite part of the entire film is there's three tanks uh and then there there's yes. three american tanks and one german uh yeah tank that has anti-tank missiles on it or whatever yeah. um, and it's this behemoth of a tank that's just destroying the American tanks and there's all this like strategy to get to it and yeah. that was that the was way it. that he made his three like four slow moving tanks so intense you know that's and, the you crazy know, thing. it was not like this oh and all this action it's like but you just Every you're just like don't shoot don't like get by him, like you're in it you know absolutely <laughs> to get that tension from that little bit because tanks are pretty boring if you think about it as cool as they are like no I don't I used to read tank books all the time really to yeah. me like they're fun to play in Command and Conquer tanks and they're fun with your GI Joes or whatever but if you think about it they're real slow no it there's one scene where um. They had, I think, at one point five tanks coming down this field, and they had all the the actual uh, foot soldiers behind the tanks waiting to come out. And you just see how powerful these tanks are. It's crazy. You know, it actually looked like Star Wars. Yeah, uh, the way because that they, choice with the tracers. The tracers. The and only the thing bullets. is, I don't know if back in World War Two they had tracers. I don't think so. I think that was the choice. I guarantee 
I'm not guaranteed, but I'm willing to bet that they shot it and edited it to just be without those. And they were like, you really can't tell where the bullets are. Because the way the film is dark, like on purpose, just the grain of it and the quality. It's like a darker tone film. So I bet you it just didn't look right uh, when they first made it. So they probably just made a choice to add that on. And I thought it was a good choice, actually. It absolutely was. Whether it's historically accurate mm -hmm. or not, I'm not sure. But it doesn't matter. It felt like Star Wars. <laughs> it really did. But in a really good way. Yeah. Um, it was. I, at first, I couldn't tell if I liked it or not. But then I finally settled on that I did like it. Mm-hmm. And I liked how the tanks had a different one and the guns had a different Yeah, one. and they used different colors. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what made it look like Star Wars yeah. more so. That if there was red and green and blue and yellow. Yeah. Um, and it made me think just how basically the battles in Star Wars are just the same as any war except more advanced. Yeah, when we you did know? our top five, I was really tempted <laughs> to put Star Wars on there. Just It's kind, of, kind of a war. Well, it's 100% a war. Yeah. I mean, well, you could immediately say, yeah. no, it's just a rebellion. It's not a war. But it's a war. Um, <laughs> we know it. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to the very end later. That goes into the, the action part of it. Uh -huh. But this film is way more than just oh yeah than just tanks or just bullets flying or blood or guts or war itself. It's the individual inside the war. Mm -hmm. um, you have this tank uh, fury, and inside of it houses and the best word is houses because this has become their house um, a group of soldiers that become so close and you see those bonds it's so palpable uh, the relationships that are built between yeah. um, you have Shia LaBeouf you have uh, Michael Pena uh, Pena or however you yeah. say his name Brad Pitt uh, you have Ben the, the the crazy there's a crazy guy yeah you'd know him if you saw him. <laughs> yeah and then you have a new guy who comes in straight um, out from wallflowers <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what is it how to how to no perks of being a wallflower perks of being a wallflower yeah. logan lerman yeah he comes in he's the new guy um and at first everyone's very apprehensive of having this new guy hazing him because this is a family and the only reason why they survived compared to everyone else in the U.S. military tank they division. they had their backs, 100%. Uh, they do, and somehow, uh, I think, a, not a straight bullet, but a bullet somehow hit um, the officer that... He's replacing. That he's replacing, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's very visceral. You feel the filth inside that tank. Oh, it's disgusting. I think you even see the guy's face. Half yeah. his face. <laughs> yeah. That Got was crazy. Shot off or something. Yeah. Just everything, the dirtiness, the, it all is so right there. And you feel just the how hard that has to be. Mm -hmm. Just the wear and tear of war, mentally, physically, emotionally. And you see it on all of them, whether it's the crazy guy who is being so harsh to the new guy, but you realize it's because that how much he's gone through, and he's just lost a family member basically, yeah. and not his chances mention, are going. His chances of surviving are much lower now. Not to mention, I feel like he's doing it in a way that he wants to actually get rid of all this kid's hope and all these like 
good qualities because you're not going to be able to do your job right if you hang on to these yeah. ideals. And well, that's what Brad Pitt was more or less doing. Yeah, I feel. yeah. Um, whereas the crazy guy, I feel like he was more just out of anger. But you have Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. uh, his character. He is the leader of this this whole group. Um, he gets emotional, but I like how he has to like his, go away from the, the guys. His whole his character is so complex. Yeah, he he seems like this stoic, heroic, uh, amazing leader who knows the right thing to say, the right thing to do at all times. But he does go over to the corner when no one's looking and just pull his hair because of what he's seen, what he has to do, yeah. and what he knows is going to be done to him and the people around him. Um, and I like that now, because... I, I mean, to me... Well, go ahead. You I know. was just going to say, it was a little, like... Force. It was a little force, but I still like it because in these kinds of movies, it's you typically get your John Wayne, who's just you know, or at least what I have in my head is John Wayne. Obviously, the first movie of his I ever saw was last week, but just he's the leader, so he's tough and he's the one that can hold it together. Yeah. At least they gave him another side, even if it wasn't handled perfectly. Well, besides that being a little forced, the rest of the film. In between that, I felt like it showed it really well. Yes. Whether it was at one point he's at dinner, uh, he's in some German town that's being blown to bits, and he finds um, some residents that are still there. He goes in, kind of actually breaks in, sits down with them to eat a meal, and he's finally having a normal 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and then his company comes in. And they're just being complete douchebags. Um, and you can just tell on his face that this is like, this is just, he needed this so yeah. bad and they're ruining it for him. Yep. Like, he sacrifices so much for his men. And they can't do it in return. They, exactly. And that made me so angry. Yeah. That was one of my favorite scenes, though, actually. The whole, that was, and that was long scenes. It was, it was really good, though. It was good, like, Um, the tension again. And you could, I I feel like in a lot of other films, we'd be like, that's just so unnecessary. Why are they going to put that in there that he's having dinner with this girl? Mm -hmm. Like, come on. But in this film, it works so well. It was a perfect. The only angle I didn't like was, like, the Logan Lerman finding someone to like fall in love in two seconds with instantly. I didn't yeah, believe well. that the girl would be like smiling in that situation and so down for it. Yeah, not at but all. But other um, than that, it was pretty pretty great. It was. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was like a, a superhero movie, a team like Guardians of the Galaxy, a team movie. You know, it was definitely a team based. Where film. each one has their individual qualities, but they work best as a team. Yeah, but the thing with this is they, I don't feel like. Uh, not that to, they have superpowers. To not but cheapen it, it, it I, I don't. I don't feel like uh, the director cheapened it in a way, or the writers cheapened it by having them have these unique characteristics. They all seem like normal, normal people. Normal guys, yeah. There was not, like, this guy wasn't just really good at, you know, right. uh, yeah. aiming. Like, he wasn't the best marksman in the world. Yeah. Or this guy was able to predict what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. or what, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, they were all pretty normal. So, yeah. even though they were a team, they weren't, they, they didn't have any specialties, really. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Besides Pitt... Who was just a really good leader. And Shia LaBeouf was the cannon shooter. He was, but he wasn't like an amazing... Yeah, right. 
I mean, he his kind of his attribute, I guess you want to say. He was religious. He was religious. Yeah, that, I mean that's about it. And I thought it was funny when they're like ribbing him about his religion, like you you can't do this, but you can kill as many people as you want. Yeah. And he has his own whatever rules he set in his mind is what he's going by, and I guess that's another way that you can get through a war is just you have to set your own guidelines whether they're contrived or misguided or whatever mm-hmm. and now talking about guidelines um what's the perks guy's name logan lerman logan oh i'm trying to remember it that's hard logan uh, like wolverine yeah um in the very beginning he is so against killing the nazi soldiers the ss soldiers he's not willing to he actually lets some american soldiers die as a result he pull of the trigger. yeah of his uh inability to do it and so at one point Pitt forces him to kill a, an officer mm-hmm. a Nazi officer that scene was so yeah so powerful um and it, it it did a couple things for me it showed even more complexity in Pitt's character because he is trying to do these right things but at the same time there's a really big darkness in him. Yeah. He's not just a good guy that's being forced to do bad things. He was... He, I don't I don't feel like some of the things he was being forced to do, um, he kind of just did them because he's not a perfect person whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and that made me even like the film way more than I did before. Yeah. Um, and but, I, I even liked... This is a little bit off topic, but when Brad Pitt in the beginning jumped out of the tank and stabbed the SS officer in the very yeah, because I didn't expect that. I'm like, this is a tank movie; it's gonna be all tank. And then he gets out, and it's like this cool action scene. That was an awesome opening yeah, sequence. It was because of what I, I don't even feel like it was really action. I mean, it was action yeah. uh, in terms of there was something going on, but it was a very silent scene. Of a horse, white horse, right, walking in the darkness with the SS officer mm-hmm. on him, and all of a sudden, some guy jumps down, and you just see the silhouettes mm-hmm. of, a, of a knife and of a fist going up and down, uh, and blood coming out of, yep, uh, presumably the guy's head. And I like how he feels bad for the horse, but he just lets him go. Mm-hmm. You know, the horses he'll pick sides. Come on, but if, I mean, it's so symbolic. The white horse. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but how about? I thought Shia LaBeouf, speaking of him, did a great job. Really, I really did. Acting wise, you know what? I one hundred percent. No matter, you can look at all of his personal life and what he's doing now. Um, he did a great job, except for his voice. The voice. The voices of all of them—they all tried to manipulate their voices, um, and it, like Pitt, he was off and on with having yeah. a very southern accent. Charlie LaBeouf, I think, at the whole time had a southern. The crazy guy had a southern accent. Um, like it was so bad. Really, I thought it was terrible. Didn't bother. But me. it didn't get in the way uh, of me liking the performances. It hindered it just the slightest, right. just the slightest. I think he's but, a, a pretty good actor, actually. He is. I he mean, is. he had conveyed the emotions necessary, and I don't know. I bought into his character. Yeah. And I liked his mustache. Did you? <laughs> Michael Pena, he was solid as usual. Yeah, I think he did a very fine job. 
The crazy guy? I think he actually did a pretty he good job. He did pretty good. crazy guy. <laughs> yeah, played he, his role. Yeah, you have those type of characters, but he didn't overdo it. There's times you would, you're hoping like he gets killed or at least slapped or something. I thought something. Logan was going to kill him. Yeah. I kept putting myself in his, in Logan's shoes, thinking he would be the first person I kill. Mm-hmm. Like, the way he's treating them is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But then, in the end, you kind of, you kind of understand him and... I, that, it's like that your sappy irritating scene. older brother, you know. I don't know that kind of that sappy scene with him near the end. I didn't like it too much. Really? Yeah. I don't think he. That's the only thing. I don't think that this film gave the audience enough credit. Sometimes A couple it times, did, yeah. But then it would go okay. Just in case you're not getting it, let's just root. It did let's hammer just, it one too many times on a few occasions. Yeah. Yeah. But then scene. Obviously, we won't spoil anything, but well, the whole sequence, yeah, is was actually phenomenal. I thought it was pretty. It was darn pretty incredible. darn good. Yeah, yeah. Um, From even when they first get to that spot, it doesn't make sense. Like I can't put myself in the shoes of them and, and making and, that decision and per and yeah, and being able to make that decision. Yeah, didn't see like to me no. Maybe I, that's why I will never be a soldier. Yeah, me too. But I don't think that's the re- I don't think that's it. I just think they were forcing it because they needed this big finale. Yeah. Well, um, and it, it worked out. So. It worked. It really did. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. A lot of people I heard have issues with how then the last sequence is, but I, I didn't have a problem with it. I enjoyed it. I did too. I thought it was and pretty then, awesome. Then the very last bit where. You have Logan. You see Logan's face through the the window, uh, whether dead or alive. I'm not saying, uh, but then you see the reflection in the window of kind of like the aftermath. Yeah. And smoke coming out from something. I was like, wow, that was good. Yeah, and I do have one problem that I can't even. There's one character's motivations that I don't understand, or I kind of get it, but. I felt like it was, it was forced at the very end. I know which one you're talking about. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. There's an easy way they could have gotten. They didn't need that. Yeah. There's no. <laughs> yeah. There's no way they needed that. Yeah. Um, but still, it's a. In the end, it was didn't ruin the movie for me at all. Not at all. It, so. Well, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, okay, come on. Because they could easily have gotten rid of that yeah. crappy little, little bit. I I agree with you. Um, Anything else? Yeah. What about the the look of the film? Loved it. I I'm glad you did. I really did too. There was this coldness yeah. to the way it was shot. Every um, all the colors pulled out. And all the drab and, and and it was so well done. But the cinematographer, I can tell, really loved long shots. Yeah. There were so many long shots of the tank, whether it was. Uh, Usually, I don't think they were aerial, but uh, they were just really far down the road watching the tank from a side view going mm-hmm. across. Or and even I like coming them. across, I like their uh, shots coming too. to it. Uh, I loved them. It worked so well. It, it just showed that, I mean, they're in this gigantic, not gigantic country. Germany's not that big. But it's, I mean, they're in a country and they're moving across this country yeah. on a mission to do something. How about um, the score? I don't really, I don't remember too much. Me either. The I was hoping you did. No, I, I didn't. So <laughs> it must have been okay then. Yeah, it wasn't distracting. Exactly. So that's all I can think of. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't even. I was. I mean, I can kind of say why well, I'm. I feel like probably the ending made this song, like the the soundtrack, mm-hmm. made it more epic. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was already epic. So true. What would you give it? I give it an eight and a half. I give time. it eight and a half as well. Good there stuff. Go. Right yeah. There. Recommend it to anybody that's interested. Absolutely, anyone. This is a film for anyone. If you like war movies, especially World War Two, you'll like this. Um, yeah. And even though it's gruesome, you I, I feel like even people who have like kind of a weak stomach, I don't I don't think that matters. I think you could get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like uh, hostile or anything. Not at all. <laughs> Well, some parts are, though. There's True, and maybe it is a little... I mean, that face, you know... <laughs> it looks so fake, though. Mm, what, what What? looks like... I mean, have you ever seen a real... <laughs> I have. ...nose-cheek combo on a no metal slab? You have no idea. But, Let's get into some of our favorite all-time war movies. Absolutely. Did Fury make your list? It did not. Me either. Really? Wow. Um... There are so many great war movies. Mm-hmm. I really want to see. Um, I don't. A lot of them are older, though. And that's and that's why I haven't seen them. It's just usually you watch what you you see now, yeah. trailers and previews and all. Um, so hopefully, I can go back and watch a ton of them. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot like um, the Great Escape. I haven't so, seen the I've greatest. never seen that. Oh my gosh. Uh, and uh, others such as Das Boot. Have you seen Das Boot. It? It's on Netflix. I have it on my it list, is? but I never watched it. Battleship Potemkin. 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 Uh, I started it. Yeah, I, st- I think I started it too. <laughs> it's a silent. I have a hard it's, time with silent yeah. films. Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch it though. What are there? Uh, it's All Quiet on the Western Front. Have you seen that? I probably watched it in school, maybe. Really? Maybe. Or maybe um, I saw it. I haven't seen it any time recently. There's so I mean, there's so many of them that I really would like to watch. But I agree, there are a lot. But I and I guess I'll kick it off with uh, Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket. Honorable mention. Uh, I I really enjoyed this film. It's hysterical at parts, uh, very dark at others, very funny. So quotable, one of the quotable, most quotable films. That general is ridiculous. Yeah, um, or the drill sergeant. Yeah, yeah, he is the perfect drill sergeant because I think he was a drill sergeant in real life. <laughs> I feel uh, like uh, Ernie, Ernie, something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. But I used to actually watch. Well, he used to do a History Channel show afterwards <laughs> um, for military. And yeah. I used to watch that like every day when I would come home. Um, but just it's talking just, shit. Yeah. <laughs> he actually talked. He talked the same way though. He just didn't have anyone to yell at. So he yeah. just yelled at the audience. <laughs> but a very good film. Yes, indeed. My number five is Zero Dark Thirty, a recent movie. Wow, that literally. As I was looking through lists, I didn't see that once. Really? And you I didn't and like I, it. I liked it, but it's definitely not mm. a top five. I loved it. It's not it. top ten. It's not top twenty. It's not top thirty. All right, all right, all right. Um, I loved it. I think Jessica Chastain is like the best actress of this generation, and this was probably her favorite performance of mine. She's incredible as this determined CIA 
or whatever agent who's tracking down Osama bin Laden. I think everything leading up to the moment is great, and uh, nothing is better than the actual mission to to kill him. I'm just so well done. It was good. It was a good film. I won't Very good. Um, my number four is Letters from Iwo Jima. Honorable mention as uh, well. I, I I really love this film. One of one of my most favorite films, probably my top two hundred. I would say. Really. Yeah, it's I enjoyed good. it. It's the parallel to Flags of Our Fathers, which I didn't really like that much. Right. This one gave a different perspective from the Japanese side, and mm -hmm. so it was really well done. It was, no doubt about it. My number four, Saving Private Ryan. Okay, yeah, really, really good film. Obviously, one of the most popular war films, at least of our generation, yeah. was the highest-grossing American war film. Now it's American Sniper. Which is uh, kind of a shame. I mean, I haven't seen Sniper, but I just... Save a Private Ryan's really good. Yeah. And nothing will ever beat the the Doomsday scene. The opening 30 minutes or so. Yeah, it's about 25 minutes yeah. of just pure Nothing will chaos. ever be better uh, display of war than that. Yeah. I feel like. Just yeah. so much going on all at once. So perfectly shot and... And sure, and Tom yeah. Hanks is is the man. Yeah, was it? It was uh, free uh, free handed camera work, you know. And the way it just drops you right in, boom. Yeah, can't do much better. It, it gets a little, it goes a little bit downhill from there, in my opinion. But still, obviously great. Mm -hmm. The sniper stuff is really cool. Yeah. So can't go wrong. Uh, my number three is Bridge on the River Kwai. That's my number two. Wow, there we go. Yeah, it's um, amazing. I don't know if I saw this on any lists, which I was surprised about. Really? Um, hmm. Did you? I, mean, I didn't really look at lists. You didn't? I just looked up war movies on Wikipedia. There was a whole bunch. I uh, that's how you usually do it, yeah. right? Uh, okay. Um, I don't know. It's a really good film. Like, I mean, when you recommend it, it's definitely one that's grown on me even more. But it's one of those films that are, it's more than just a war film. It's so much more. Uh, but it's... It's so well done. It looks great. When was it? The seventies? Fifty seven. Fifty seven. Wow. I believe. Uh for that then it looks it looks way better than, than I thought. <laughs> um just a really, really good film. Yes, I agree. My number three, Schindler's List. I haven't seen it. That's insane. But it is um for the Holocaust, it's Liam Neeson as Oscar Schindler and it's just heartbreaking, black and white, incredibly made. Steven Spielberg. Um, now, have you seen Enemy at the Gates? Is that? I feel like I've seen it. That's about the greatest sniper is of all Owen time. Owen right? Wilson. No. Which one is he on? Uh, was that Tears of the Sun? No, that's that's Bruce Willis. Yeah. Uh, Owen Wilson was a sniper in a war movie, wasn't he? He was. See, I get Blackhawk down, and that's one that was on everyone's list, and I remember really liking it, but I don't remember being that incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was one like when uh, I looked at Times Magazine's greatest war films, and they had like Blackhawk uh, down. They had Blackhawk down in the mix with 
the greatest like hmm. ones that we haven't seen back in the 40s and 50s and 60s and then all of a sudden you just have Black Hawk Down it's like is it that incredible? I, I just remember, remember it as a decent war movie your action flick yeah. you know I didn't see it as anything that it, great but it, I mean when did you watch it? I don't know True I, I watched it when I was like 13, 14 well, I was probably like 17 yeah so that's so maybe point. maybe go back and watch it could um, be worth a spin yeah well my number two is the Great Escape? Is uh, it? Yeah, that good. I loved Steve it. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen, probably the actor, not the director. Yeah, um, <laughs> he was awesome. You know, he's one of my favorite scenes. Of one of my most popular scenes is when he's driving uh, this motorcycle when he's escaping and he jumps over this barbed wire fence. But um, I thought you've seen it because you even like. How did you know about the tennis ball scene? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he's in prison and he's throwing the tennis ball and he's talking to the the um, prisoner next to him, the Irish guy. It's not ringing a bell. How are we? I thought you talked about it. Could have been someone else. No, uh, maybe not. Okay, but I mean, there's it's it is a great, great film. Yeah, yeah. Might have to recommend it to me. Yeah, maybe. Uh, my number one, Inglorious Bastards, hundred percent. No doubt about I, it. I knew so that. My second favorite movie of all time, and uh, it's a war movie. Yeah. So, so good. Tarantino at his finest. Michael Fassbender. Brad Pitt. The whole cast and crew. It's it's amazing. I think it's, it's pretty much perfect mm. from front to back. Mm. You need to rewatch it. Maybe. Um... My number one, and I feel like a long time ago we it was on one of our lists, and I wasn't true to myself with it. Saving Private Ryan, I love that film so much. Uh, it is incredible that opening scene. I don't think it goes I mean, well. It does go downhill only because that opening scene yeah, is one of the greatest exactly. opening scenes Definitely. of all time. Um, exactly. But there's so many amazing scenes with the sniper, the bridge scene at the very end, Tom Hanks. You, I, we talked about Brad Pitt being this complex character. You have this school teacher who's being a captain, yeah. Uh, and that's so well shown. There was nothing forced. Maybe I don't know. I haven't we rewatched it for a long True. time, but from what I remember, there's nothing that was forced. Like you saw the complexity because it was I mean, just in a very very natural way. Because he did have someone to confide in, which was, I think, Mike, his second in command. But even me remembering that the second in command is Mike, <laughs> you know, and I remember he dies at the end with at the bridge, and that was one of the saddest moments, you know, was when, you know, Tom Hanks, you know, his his best friend dies. Um, I don't think Tom Hanks yells in this film, even though Tom Hanks has the He's best yell. He's always yelling. Um, he does have the best yell in Hollywood. Wilson. But, <laughs> but it's even without that it's it is to me one of my or it is my favorite war film very good I knew it would be yeah. any honorable mentions no I didn't put it in. I didn't think so uh, Platoon I had okay MASH which oh, you, you just recommended to me uh, Apocalypse Now mm -hmm. The Hurt Locker I still haven't seen The Hurt Locker uh, you haven't nope really good movie that's what I hear. Uh, full Metal Jacket, Letters from Iwo Jima. So. You didn't put uh, The Thin Red Line? Never seen that either. I thought you did. No, I wanted to. Oh, okay. It was on Netflix for a while, and then I don't think it is anymore. 
I don't know. So, yeah, that's that's what I want to see. Terrence Malick. Yeah, after like a very long hiatus. Yeah. His first movie's like from the 70s, yeah. I think. But anyway, let's move on to the film club segment. Yes, matinee. Let's let's make it a matinee. Yeah. So this movie is John Goodman as Wallace. No, Larry. Uh, what's his name? Larry Chortles. I don't know. Something like that. Something yeah. silly. He's uh, I think it's set in the wartime. It's during um the Cuban Missile Crisis. The Cuban Missile Crisis, exactly. It's set in Florida. You have uh, this kid who is is a horror flick fanatic. He loves horror films, and coincidentally, uh, you have this one of the most prolific uh, horror directors Beamer. of his generation yeah. coming uh, to his town to promote his new film, <laughs> Man, uh, a a movie about a uh, guy who is. Accidentally bitten by an an, uh, an ant and infused with some chemicals, I think during an X-ray, uh, and is morphing into the ant. Everything having to do with that movie is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a reanimator style amazing. Yeah, so good. Um, but so he's coming to this town to promote it, and. He is, uh, his father's now, his father has gone away uh, to be on one of the ships in the blockade uh, against any ships coming to Cuba. Um, what else happens? I, they have a screening of the, sh of the movie. Yes, they and That's do. like the whole second half. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. it's all, he's doing a new method where he has, it's basically like 4D or D-Box, you know, he's... Vibrating seats and uh, smoke coming yeah, out. He's trying to do screen. actual effects to coincide with the movie. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. Did you? Yeah, that's good. Uh, it's really funny. Yeah, it is. One of my the nurse. The main reason why I watched this, I watched it a month or two ago. You noticed the the uh, famous Hollywood actress that goes along with John Goodman. She plays a nurse at one point, which. I thought that was hysterical when yeah. some kid comes up to her with a cut. That looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Um, she is from Casper. I, remember, I kept trying to find oh, yeah. a movie oh, with yeah, her yeah. in it because I really liked her in the Casper. The mom, right? Um, Where's the one of the ghosts? She turns into a ghost. That's right. That's um, right. It was her to... and the rich guy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually she dies and... Uh, she becomes a ghost. Casper, it was fun when I was a kid. I haven't watched it. I don't know whether it's good or not. Yeah, yeah. But I, was, I really liked her. Uh, and so I wanted to see something with her in it. And she was in matinee, so I saw it. Yeah. And also, John Goodman was John in it. He Goodman. was like. Everyone, He's really good in this. Everyone kept on saying I he wish was really he was good. in it more, though. I do, too. He's like cigar chomping. And yeah. I, so I, I, mean, I read some review, and they said what kind of director he was. But. If you've ever seen any interviews with Orson Welles, Orson Welles is a huge, burly guy that had the longest cigars ever. Yeah. So it really reminded me of him, and he was really kind of a arrogant type of guy who had these kind of long-winded right. monologues. I love the um, scene when uh, he's at the gas station and someone asks for his autograph, 
and he's like all happy and he's like oh thank you so much Mr. Hitchcock yeah <laughs> he's like yeah. ah son of a bitch like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he sees an alligator like a toy alligator on top of the on the newspaper stand and he's trying he's like hmm alligator man man alligator he's like keeps going on he's like yeah. I got it Galligator, <laughs> like stuff like that was just hilarious the whole time. Yeah, it definitely was a very, very funny film in my opinion. Yeah, but it wasn't like over the top. Like yeah, humorous. it was clever. Yeah, the puns and yeah. like every like the ant movie. Man, he's uh, what did he say? It's not going to be a picnic. Or, you get it? Because I'm yeah. an ant. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I'm glad. But. I didn't care too, as much about the kids stuff. And that was a big chunk. Well, a um, lot of that felt like cliches. Well, it definitely and was. And I feel like it's a bit of a parody of all that, though, at the same time. Oh, it is. This is definitely... A, uh, was supposed to be for nostalgic value. Yeah. Um, that's what they were going for. Mm -hmm. Because during the Cuban Missile Crisis, there was a lot, a lot of fear about... Uh, the atomic weapons um i think that's when the the doomsday clock you know struck 10 minutes till 12 or mm -hmm. something um and so there was so much fear and these horror films came out and uh especially with the mutation from atom what is the atomic you know what is nuclear what is all that kind of stuff and so i feel like they they did a lot of movies about mutations yeah and so forth and so i feel like it was for people who lived back then uh in the 70s or whenever it was 60s or 70s right i think 60s i think so um it's probably when like spider-man and all those kinds of superheroes came yeah. out too yeah probably that's that could be where spider-man really yeah. came from the hawk maybe uh, yeah um, stuff like that and so it was really, I mean, that's, that's the only thing I didn't know if you would like, because we didn't live back then, so we don't have... It was hard. I felt like they got the fear across. Like, you could tell the anxiety and the fear in the town. Yeah, but in but a way that was, fit with the film, though, yeah. because it's not like, it's definitely a B-list type of yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. It was light... It's, yeah, it's hard to explain, but it wasn't like too super serious or dense. Exactly. Yeah. It got it across in a lighthearted way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as much as I didn't like the kid stuff as much, it still was pretty good. I mean, it was a. I liked how naturalistic it was. It felt felt real. Like this kid is just moving in here, mm -hmm. or he's new to the school, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, his family's moving from base mm -hmm. to base to base. Yeah, and and he, I, I thought it was showed a, a realistic portrayal of someone integrating into a new school. Mm -hmm. Felt like he made friends pretty easy, and I feel like that's probably how it would have been. Yeah, yeah. And falls in love and all that. Yeah, <laughs> that stuff was a little not as good to me. I I can understand, but um, what about I guess the the. Uh, the second half it is most of the film yeah the showing of the film um, everything going wrong and yeah I, I enjoyed it it was kind of zany mm -hmm. but I liked it I mean it was in in theme of of, of everything that came that's what yeah I felt like um, the director really was able to have a consistent tone throughout the whole film mm -hmm. That's what I really liked about it was the cons consistency. 
I actually um, think I like the second half better than the first because you got all the clips of the the Mant movie and yeah and pr- stuff like that. I could understand that. It yeah. was more fun. Um, I really actually like the ending of the film when yeah, yeah. Uh, it blows up. It reminded me of Inglorious Bastards, not to that extreme, obviously. Yeah, but, but like I feel like I I think I'm trying to remember when I watched it if I thought, oh man, actually. Oh, you know, they, they did a twist and there was a nuclear explosion, you know. And you find <laughs> out that it is yeah. just the movie screen itself. Yeah. Which was cool. That was cool. And they get, like, a criminal to be the ant, the actual ant costume guy. Mm-hmm. And he actually takes the nurse by at knife point, And yeah. everybody thinks it's just part of the movie. Yeah. Like, that kind of stupid stuff. Like, yeah. It was perfect in in context with this film. Like... If that was in another film, it's stupid. But mm-hmm. in this film, it worked perfectly because it's that lighthearted kind of quirky exactly. tone. I felt like they really did a good job of tying everything together in the end. Like mm-hmm. all the storylines that you had the guy, uh, the director, you had the kids, you had the parents, and it all came together in the end. Yeah. Even the um, like the fake people that are trying to protest... I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was great. I really, I liked the like the the um, sliminess of John yeah. Goodman. Yeah, it was, yeah, with that whether it was the the fake people or. Um, well, I think these people should have to decide if they want to see this. <laughs> Speak up! It's not like I had a speech prepared, but <clears throat> and then he goes into a speech that he yeah. obviously had prepared. Yeah, like that's. <laughs> Or like like that nurse part when she's only there dressed up as a nurse to say, you got to sign this waiver because right. we've had kids that have heart attacks. You yeah. know, we don't want to be liable. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically creating a hysteria and a fear to drive people to it. Yeah. Which I don't think would work today. But back then, yeah, I could see it. Well, I don't even know if that's what I... Maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like that was just add, put in there to be more quirky. But I feel like that stuff has happened. Oh. Intentional, like... It's definitely way more Reverse subtle. psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way more yeah, subtle. Yeah, you know? of course, of course. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of much else to say. I guess you could go into the the romantic angle, how the the main kid who lives off base, he... He gets in with this girl who's like loud and protesting. Like she gets sent to detention when they're having the bomb threat. Yeah, and I loved, I loved uh, her parents. Her parents were yeah, funny. yeah, they were because they were trying to be these liberal, extreme liberals. <laughs> like, um, I, I don't, I don't even remember exactly, but it was something about you would let your kids see this. Yeah, yeah like yeah, she, she can make up her own mind whether she wants yeah. to see dead bodies or not. You know, <laughs> right, yeah. sort of thing. But the way they they were portrayed was really funny. Yeah. yeah, and then his friend came in with like someone that was completely old school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just your typical fifties girl who just wants to be the wife to somebody. Yeah, but she was kind of slutty though, because she had slept with the guy the, that was in jail, the criminal guy, yeah. all the time. So it was like this little yeah. twist to her. But then there's this part where uh, the the uh, what do you call him, the cinema uh, director, yeah, the guy, projectionist, projectionist. There you go. He has a uh, 
a bomb shelter in the basement of the movie theater, <laughs> yeah. and the kids somehow get in. Gets trapped. Yeah, and then John Goodman's like, all you need is a crowbar to open it. Up. And he's <laughs> like, no, I spent all this money on it. There's no way you can open it. It won't open for 20 years. He goes, man, I wish I got in this business. And then he takes the door yeah, off yeah. easily. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I don't have too much else to say. It was just a, a fun watch, a, fu a, a funny watch. Yeah. I'm glad, say, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I did. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, 10. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I am. So. Yeah, I was pleased. Now this one, I'm going to I, I'm going to recommend you the producers. I think you're going to think it's a million times funnier. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's definitely. I Mel think, Brooks, I feel like could be hit or miss sometimes. Yeah, but I think. You think he get this? Got this? One? Yeah, and Gene Wilder is really good in this. Um, is he Willy Wonka? Yes, he's okay. Willy Wonka. Yeah. Um, he does an awesome job. It's. I do think this is one of the best comedies of all time. So. Really. Um, I think so. I mean, I'm. Should I watch Everyone's it humor uh, is different. this week just in case? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. I'll look forward to that. Mm -hmm. And next week you'll review Amelie. Yep. All right. I rewatched it already. Okay. So, because it had been a while, I was scared. Remember I was talking about how I was scared. To yeah, it's always good it. to, to read. Oh, oh, you were scared, yeah. It was it's one of those that... The memory of it, I couldn't remember like specifics, but I just remember loving it. So those kind of movies are always scary to me to mm -hmm. rewatch and to recommend because I'm like, I just needed to refresh myself and uh, and I stick by my recommendation. Okay. Even after a rewatch, so that's good. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, what else did you watch this week? What else did I watch? Uh, oh, I didn't write down anything. Um, <laughs> I watched Mr. Deeds. Uh, First time. No, I've already seen it. It was like on TV or something. Um, it's okay. It, it was okay. It was. I think that's kind of the last like decent movie of his. Maybe not. I don't. I would have to look at his filmography. Yeah. Blended was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it was funny. It wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. like his like worst film or even close. It's to the thing what? that always sticks out is John Turturro with like a dead leg or something. A no, dead it's like, foot. No, a really weird eye. No, I thought like he could hit his foot with a knife and it wouldn't hurt him. You're right, yeah. Oh, oh, that, okay. I'm thinking of, uh, who's the other guy that's always in... Oh, yeah, uh, the guy from Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Yeah. He's always in Coen Brothers films. Yeah, for whatever reason. He's like, got the crazy Yeah, eyes. yeah, he's got the crazy and he's driving the, like, the Porsche or something at the very end, or Jag, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Lamborghini. And it's... Ferrari. Ferrari. Ryder. Uh, I believe is the girl. I don't know her name. I From Black Swan. Black Swan. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is, but it's okay. I remember thinking it was pretty funny back in the day. Yeah, I mean, it was. There's some funny parts. There's some not funny parts. Yeah. What could you expect? Is I, that the one where he has, he has goes to like AA meetings or uh, like meetings with a group? Uh, and it, what's the one where he gets and the one he is, inherits like yeah a trillion dollars and he wants like Kool Aid I think wasn't it Kool Aid or was it chocolate milk I think it was chocolate probably milk. Uh, a water fountain with chocolate milk which I I, I guess the, the one idea is when the guy's always talking about the seventy sixers he's listening to the radio and you gotta dunk that shit 
You got a dunk that you. I don't know. I thought it was Mr. Deeds, but it might have been a different one. I don't know. Might have just been something that I <laughs> lost over. Yeah, definitely. I watched a double dose of Gene Hackman this week. Did you? Yeah. The French Connection, which I had never seen. Uh, I don't think I saw that one. It's on Netflix. It's a highly acclaimed movie. Gene Hackman and uh, the guy from Jaws, the main character from Jaws. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't remember his name right now, but they are cops and in New York in the 70s, and there's this drug trade going on from France where these people are bringing in heroin for, in a car or something, and and they somehow get mixed up in, into it. And it's basically just like a, a thriller, a chase thriller, where they're just trying to get these guys. Play, it's like a game of cat and mouse back and forth. It's really, really good. Uh, one of the best chase scenes ever. Uh, that goes from car to foot to train to to foot. It's it's really cool. I don't know. It's just a great cat and mouse thriller. Almost like the Family Guy with Peter and the Chicken. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but uh, not as much uh, <laughs> fist fighting. But yeah, almost as good as that. I would give it a solid eight and a half out of ten. Wow, definitely recommend. Gene Hackman is such a great actor. He's in, and he picks really good films. He's so. really good in this. I, I would say check it out. What's the other one you watch? Get Shorty. Get Shorty. This one I'd heard a lot of good things about. It's uh, based on the Elmore Leonard novel, who also did Out of Sight and other good movies. This is not as good as Out of Sight, but it's John Travolta, Danny DeVito, Gene Hackman, uh, who's who of pretty good actors. Yeah, that's a big cast. It's like John Travolta's this guy from the mob who's protected because he's under this big mob boss. He's a made guy? Yeah, and then the mob boss dies of a heart attack at a surprise birthday party, and so... Dennis Farina is another guy who hates him. So now, because this guy died, he has to work under his arch rival all of a sudden. And he sends him out to Los Angeles to try to collect some money or something. And for some, I don't want to get all the way into it, but just some reason or another, he is shaking down this guy in Hollywood. And then all of a sudden he finds out, oh, this is a producer, a Hollywood producer. And he's just talking to him, and he's pitching him this movie idea about, which is really about a, a hit that he had to perform on some guy that faked his death, or not faked his death, but avoided his death, and then realized, oh, I could fake my death and get away with with all this money. And he's telling him the story, and they're and they're he's getting all excited about making this movie, so now he wants to become a part of Hollywood, and mm-hmm. basically it's just about how Hollywood and a mob are. Not that uh, different, <laughs> and oh, okay. how they get the way that they get things done and make deals and all. It was it was okay. It was a solid movie. It was a fun, funny movie, but just wasn't. I didn't think it was great. It was seven out of ten. Okay, that's. It's worth that's checking out. A lot of people love it more than I did, but mm-hmm. I just thought it was okay. Uh, I watched the interview. You did on Netflix. Um, 
I didn't think it was funny. Uh, I think it was actually a lot Don't less funny. Don't hate us, because they hate us. <laughs> <laughs> let's I didn't let's think... say that 90 times. <laughs> the first time um, was funny, though. No, it wasn't. Um, they hate us because they hate us. It was definitely one of their least funniest films they've ever made together. Um, but overall, I actually liked the film. Wasn't uh, Kim Jong-un, the guy that played him, awesome? He was, especially the relationship between him yeah. and Dave Franco. Like he's, or, uh, James Franco. James Franco. Uh, yeah, like the he basketball. Said, and yeah. It was he actually, really gets real with him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did like that. Uh, but then I did like when Kim turns evil, you know, when you see yeah. his true side. The Americans in the room. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I, I actually kind of liked the film. I liked it. I... Uh, I thought, yeah. It definitely like, wasn't funny, though. I didn't really laugh at all. You didn't think the all. Eminem scene was funny? When he's interviewing him in the beginning? And he's like, well, you always, people say you always are derogatory terms for gay people. It's like, well, obviously it's because I'm gay. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm no, trying to, um, it's a cry for help. I'm a homosexual. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't think it was funny. Really? I no. thought that was pretty good. I mean, nothing, I definitely, I don't think I laughed out loud once. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't that funny of a yeah. film, but I still liked it, which is weird. Because usually you like these films because they're funny, or mm -hmm. you think they're funny. Yeah, it was okay. I thought. I yeah. would you get? I gave it a seven out of ten. I don't know what I would give it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want, want a number. I know you, you want one. You love rating movies, so you might as well. Nope. What else did you watch? Uh, I watched Election. I don't know that one. Alexander Payne, uh, one of his early movies, I think he did. The Descendants, About Schmidt, which I still haven't seen. Which uh, you should. Sideways, really? Yeah. Oh, he did Sideways? Yeah. Because uh, I've, I've, I've liked every one of those films. So. <laughs> yeah. This one was okay. It's Matthew Broderick, Reese Witherspoon, Chris Klein. It's like a school election, not like a political election but I know exactly that one I know it and I've <laughs> okay. had it okay <laughs> yeah I've actually really <laughs> wanted to see it it seems like perfect my cup of tea you might like it more than me uh, it's like just the inner workings of the school and the school election and yeah and Reese Witherspoon plays this like so perfect but kind of bitchy girl and Chris Klein's like the athlete that runs against opposes her mm -hmm. and he's just so dumb like it's an easy movie to watch but for whatever reason I just I didn't really laugh that much but I mean it was just a lighthearted, fun movie I don't know it has some dark moments as well it's yeah. I felt like Alexander Payne I could see him in it but it Obviously, it was an earlier version, and I can see why he got better from this. People, a lot of people love this movie. I just thought it was, again, just was okay. Like, it was. Is it like. It is quirky. It's a real quirky. It thing. is. It's quirky. Because it's. I mean, I, like, almost as much as I wanted to see Best in Show, I wanted to see this because I feel like they're so similar. You should check it out, definitely. Yeah. Uh, a six and a half for me, but it's not as bad as that sounds. I don't know how to explain it. It just was kind of. Stayed in the middle of the road for me the whole time, but mm -hmm. it was easy watch. Um, Anything else? I watched a little bit of TV. I, watched, I started the the uh, new season of Parks and Rec. The final season. The final season is kind of sad. Um, 
somehow, oh, for Seven Samurai, I got Hulu. You did? Just a week free. Oh, okay. And I forgot to cancel the subscription. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I haven't they got you. I haven't got you. Whole month. So now I'm going to watch a couple of the TV shows I want to. So that's one of them. Well, that's, I guess, a side effect. Yeah. Um, but so <laughs> I already have laughed a ton of times. Yeah. Within only two episodes. Nice. So it's definitely so far really Is good. Is it a season. shorter season or? I don't know. 13? I don't know how many episodes. Yeah. I'm hoping it's the longest ever because <laughs> I love the show and it's fifty gonna be, episode uh, season. It's going to be really sad when it's over. Yeah. Better Call Saul starts Sunday. The Breaking Bad spinoff. Yeah. I don't. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it, but I don't think it'll be good. I don't have the high expectations, but it'll be fun just to revisit those characters. It'll, it's almost like Sh- Schrute's Farm or the farm. I think they were gonna call it based off of uh, Dwight Schrute. Yeah, from The Office. Like that's just gonna be stupid. You don't Rain Wilson. Yeah, when you have the best character, or not the best character, but one of the best characters. They're the best because they're not the main character. Right, yeah. In small doses, it works. Will it work yeah. as, uh, uh, an hour long? It will. We'll see. He's calling it now, folks. It's not going to work. It's not. <laughs> It'll we'll last see. two seasons. Did anger I'll take man- it. Did anger management get past two seasons? What is that? Is it? You don't know what Charlie anger- Sheen? Yeah. He's the worst. I don't care. Well, you didn't no. like Two and a Half Men. No, it was terrible. Well, I don't know about that. Anger Management, that show got picked up for 100 episodes right off the bat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. They got screwed at yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard anything about it since. Well, because the 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 way that I think they want to start filming TV shows, instead of spending 10 years to have 10 seasons, they want to just film it all, 100 right. episodes Get in like 8 months. There you go. Yeah. You know, which is the... Uh, probably better economical way of doing it, but did you see the trailer for the Daredevil series on Netflix? I think I did. It looked pretty good. I thought. I hate Daredevil. I hate you. <laughs> ben Affleck should come. He back really now. ruined. <laughs> I'm so scared about Batman because of him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You'll be watching Gone Girl in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with Batman, but he's in it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Daredevil in April. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. I'm going to binge it. All right. You? No. You got it. It's Marvel Cinematic Universe. It ties in. I could care It's going to spin off into the next Netflix show, which is a.k.a. Jessica Jones. I want to watch Gotham. I now have Hulu so I can watch Gotham. Please watch it so we can talk trash about it together. I or I can disagree with you. I can guarantee it's not going to be bad. Okay. I'd put money on it. But uh, we watched UFC 183 together. We did. You didn't watch any more movies? No. Wow. It was a light week. Yeah. Light shirt week. <laughs> we did watch UFC uh, what, 128? 183. 183, I'm sorry. Both Silva <laughs> and Diaz. Failed drug test. Yes. Preliminary drug test. These aren't the ones uh, mandated by UFC, so UFC still has to get their test results back. But this was, I think, the Athletic Commission. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, people are devastated. Anderson Silva popped for steroids. But I wonder, are those? I don't like. I don't know enough about drugs, but are those steroids? Were they prescribed to him for his recovering? 
leg injury. From I, what I understand from reading Twitter, these are not. This is straight up steroids, anabolic steroids. Do you, I, I could understand. I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, it almost makes sense that he felt like he didn't feel confident enough, so he wanted to just do anything he could to strengthen his muscles or whatever. No, I don't even. I'm not even saying that. I'm thinking that when you have a certain injury that you take certain medication and those medications might have a certain amount of yeah i don't like i don't know yeah i'm not quite sure but just from what i'm hearing from reading the journalist it doesn't sound good it doesn't Mm. sound reasonable he's come out and denied it so i mean i guess we'll Um, see we'll see yeah this is and then of course diaz had marijuana marijuana we're in twice the legal limit Really? <laughs> yeah, which is not that big of a surprise. Well, twice the legal limit. I, I feel like the legal limit's probably extremely small. They just raised it. Yeah, but apparently it's still. I don't. Small. Yeah, so I, I mean, don't know. I he's bragged in the past about how easy it is to pass a drug test for weed, hmm. and this is his third failed uh, drug test for weed. He'll probably be out for at least a year with well, this. Uh, well, wasn't he going to be out <laughs> for a year anyway? He probably was. What going did he say? It, did he did he answer that he was retiring again? He says it after Basically, every fight. Yeah, it's hard. Both of them, they're so weird. Well, Silva, <laughs> even though Silva won unanimously, he didn't look that good. He didn't looked, look. He looked tentative. But he always does though, because he's a counteractive uh, yeah. type of fighter. But that's I thought I, it was a fun fight though. I, I enjoyed only it. Only Diaz was yeah, hysterical. Exactly. Besides that, that, I don't think it was a good fight. It was pretty bad. If it wasn't those characters and that aura and the significance, that would have been a bad fight. But just because of all that, it was was fun. I love Diaz doing the Kate Winslet paint me Jack pose on the ground. (laughs) Pretending he's picking a wedgie at one point. I'm surprised Silva didn't just go after him at one of those. I was shocked to see him start talking trash to Silva. You know? I was hoping well, Silva would just do something crazy and knock him out. That's the thing, though. He that's his style. That's his style, and it's such. It's you know what, it is a winning style. It is, but I wish you would. I wish he could win another way mm-hmm. by being offensive. Um, but at least the, like GSP, GSP does that, but he's more offensive. Well, and, GSP doesn't talk trash. But I'm not talking about talking trash. Oh, I'm talking oh, oh, about. The his style of winning. I got you. I got you. He's not just completely counterfighting. Right. He is offensive. Yeah, true. At some points, at least, where Silva's never offensive. He only mm-hmm. only counteract or counterattacks. True. Just like that one fight where they just walked around in the ring for like three or four minutes. <laughs> yeah. And everyone booed. Yep. The entire time. Yep. Uh, if Silva fights again after this, uh, I'd like to see him take on GSP. Super fight. No, a little late in the works, but I don't think Silva's ever going to get another title shot. So, might as well just do oh, some he will. super fights. I think Silva will come back, even with the steroids. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Now people are calling in his legacy into question. As saying, long as has he been doing steroids all the time? I doubt it. But maybe I'm you know, in what, denial. So you're probably in denial. He probably has been. But at the same time, everybody's doing it. I don't think so. I just I'm Talk trying I'm, I'm going through the five stages you, here's what <laughs> I don't agree. don't don't they test every fighter at every fight yeah which that's how I think 
every sport should be. Whereas you, I think baseball is just random testing. Every player, maybe not every Look, game, UFC, but every though, week. They do test during the week of the fight, but they don't do enough random tests like before and after, I don't feel like, because it seems like every time they do one of these random tests, they they catch somebody with a positive, like John Jones with the cocaine. And John Jones with cocaine? You I didn't, didn't hear that? No. <laughs> he tested positive for cocaine and then entered rehab for one day before being kicked out because they said he wasn't addicted. But, yeah, nothing was done about it because wow. it was out of competition and cocaine wasn't a banned substance out of competition, but apparently he, he loves the snort coke. But he's not addicted. It's a party joke. Wow. <laughs> but He's going high class with cocaine. <laughs> yeah, he's making money. But when you have a set test and you know that's coming, you can just cycle off before that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I don't know, a big sport to make sure it's never. That's the thing. I don't think the sports actually care, like the the leaders of the sports world actually care. Because it's if just, they did, if the they consumers could easily, care, then they'll care. Yeah, they just for those sell. moments. Yeah. They could easily eliminate steroid use. It would be so easy. Yeah, I mean, it would cost some money. It would cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, but, but it could be done. Yeah, you do serious random testing and blood testing. I would you definitely invest in steroid uh, or blood sampling yeah. companies and such. Yeah, HGH and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. But anyway, yeah, the news. I only have one piece of news. Okay, the movie we're reviewing next week, John Wick sequel, getting ready, getting prepped. Wow. So, maybe that's a good sign that we'll like John Wick. I've been hearing some bad things. Really? I've heard great things. Really? Yeah. Well, both. Well, I've heard love or hate. Both. At first, I heard a ton of love. Heard some is this hate. The... <laughs> this is that's not the movie. But lately, I've been hearing some bad things. How reliable the sources? I don't know. I don't really remember the sources. Yeah. I've heard people saying it's this awesome, fun action movie, and I've heard one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So. But people I'm say nervous. that about every True. every film. True. You know. I'm a little nervous to watch it. I thought it looked like it could be fun. Keanu. Yeah. Did you ever see... We saw 47 Ronin. Have you seen Man of Tai Chi? No. I it's actually heard... Yeah, and people said, like, 47 Ronin, oh my God, such a terrible movie. And it's tarnished uh, Man, Man of Tai, Tai Chi. Chi, which was actually a pretty good film. People should watch it. But no one ever will because of... 47 Ronin. True, I probably so, never will. <laughs> I kind of do want to watch Man of Tai Chi. If you watch it and it's good, let me know. Uh, you said Elections on Netflix, right? Yep, it is. That's what I'm going to be watching yeah. tonight. Cool. Uh, yeah, we'll be reviewing John Wick. Also coming out, Dear White People, which I heard good things about and I want to see. I don't know if I'll see this week, but eventually. Get on up. The James Brown get on vibe. Up. Get on up. I I might watch that eventually, but probably definitely not this I week. I don't really have an interest in watching it. I have mild interest. I'll probably wait till HBO or something if it's on TV. And the Judge is coming out this week. What are we reviewing next week? John Wick. I watch the Judge too. I'm one hundred percent watching the Judge. How are we not reviewing that? Who made that decision? Well, I think this was... Oh, a, my God. This was a late edition on the schedule. I think it was supposed to come out later, but they just moved it to now. Wow. 
I don't I'm know. Just, seriously, I just added it on here today. I did have it back here. Well, I'm watching the judge. Will you watch John Wick? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch him. <laughs> I'll watch the judge, too. We'll do both, then. Maybe. We'll at least do the judge. Yeah, we'll, we'll do both. We'll do both. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. And, oh, yeah, in theaters, not that much came out. Uh, Project Almanac came out. Mm-hmm. A first-person time travel movie. Not first-person, found footage. Uh, didn't do great. Black or white. The Kevin... Uh, Is that the one that looks just like uh, Chronicle? What's that? Project Dominic? Yeah. Probably. Is it made by the people no. in Chronicle? Because no. it looks so similar. Found footage, sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. I heard not good things. Black or White is a Kevin Costner movie, so next. <laughs> I want to recommend you a Kevin Costner movie, <laughs> and you can just go, holy crap, that's incredible. It's about, it's a Water. drama about how... Postman. <laughs> I'm over it. Waterworld's terrible. The Postman's not good. Waterworld's the not Patriot. terrible. The Patriot. You're oh, just... That's Mel You just jumped on the bandwagon with Waterworld. It, Waterworld is actually a pretty darn good it's movie. It's not good. I don't think it's the it's, worst movie ever made. It's about pretty darn it's good It's not good. And The Loft came out. I don't know much yeah. about it. I haven't heard anything about it. What's the number one movie of American the week? American Sniper again. Still. 30-some million. The wow. third week. The legs on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 My lips are too dry to whistle, but woo-woo is what I was going for. <laughs> and, oh yeah, this is the last couple of days you can nominate us for the podcast awards. Should have said up front, nobody's still listening at this point, but... Uh, if you feel like doing that, go to podcastawards.com, nominate us with the name of the podcast in the link, email us, the Red Box Report at yahoo.com, movies and film, okay, or comedy, <laughs> comedy of errors, <laughs> yeah, email us, the Red Box Report at yahoo.com, find us on Twitter at the Red Box Report, I'm on Twitter at the Oil Report. Like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, find us on Stitcher, and on Letterboxd, I'm at The Oriole Report. And I'm sort of at Mr. Brady. <laughs> and as always, have a great day.